Welcome to the Cup of Code Small Business Spotlight Podcast, hosted by Tim, Brandon, and Nick. We're here with Tom Hughes, Vapor Trail 247. Hello, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Good. Nick, Nick's here from Cup of Code. Hey. Brandon's here from <laughs> Cup of Code. How's it going? So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Tom and what he does. So do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Talk about a little bit of what you do and where you do it at. My name's Thomas Hughes. I was uh, born and raised in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, but I own a business, Vapor Trail 24-7, which is a speed and agility training center for local athletes, and we also have a national reach. Uh, with our product, what we basically do is make sure that you know athletes perform a lot better than they have, um, increase their speed, and, and we, we really mainly address know a lot of different variables to help an athlete have a lot of success because obviously we teach at Vapor Trail that you have five main components that are going to make you a better athlete obviously a faster athlete it's your two legs your two arms and your brain and, and oftentimes in training with these athletes um, many of those components get missed so we, we try to be the icing on the cake for the athlete from the area the coaches do a heck of a job with them but we we just add a different element to it and we bring a large network of, of mindset from around the country that we've learned to add to it. So with these athletes, what kind of age range are we looking at? Are we looking at younger kids, older kids, college kids? Yeah. Well, it's funny because it basically started with a high school aged kid. So when I first started training kids, it was just out of the love of the sport really wasn't taking much money. Parents would, you know, say you have to take this money it was just I was a track coach at Bloomsburg at the time when I started and just like to help an athletes but age-wise we started with high school and then it progressed into a lot of different areas they saw results with our high school kids then we had uh, college age students coming to us but the the age structure at the low end is around we we go nine years old but we have young people that are seven years old when you start to get younger what what it is is that we have to make sure that they can handle the information that they get that they're attend you know attentive to attentive to their uh movements and their skills so let's say we have a seven-year-old um new shy don't know what they're doing a lot of times we're going to use probably a half an hour session we're going to use a lot of that time to make it fun for the athlete. So you're doing more things like an obstacle course, but you're really getting to the key components, and I'm coaching the parent as much as I am the kid. So our age low end is based upon the skill level and, and the mental capacity to follow what we're doing. And at the high end, we go pretty much any any age that's necessary to do that. But on average, it stops when the uh, – college athlete is done we do have professional athletes too so it goes as long as their career okay so essentially any parents listening um elementary late elementary school and on up is yeah. the uh, yeah is your your basic gym yeah because what what happens is you know parent obviously spends time with their athlete so you know they'll think that the kid's the greatest thing on the face of the earth or sometimes they'll think that they're not and and then often oftentimes they're both wrong and they find out what they need to do but 
again, it comes down to attentiveness and skill level. I have some young people that are high school people that don't pay attention as much as the, some of the seven-year-olds that I have. So you just never know what it's going to be at that time and what you need to do to get those people to be bought, bought into your program. Okay. Um, what all sports do you offer your training for? We do all sports. So that obviously we're not, you know, having a whole bunch of golfers into our gym, but um, the sports world is 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 full of fast movement, quick twitch, getting to the ball faster than somebody else and thinking faster than the person next to them. So by accident, some of some of these sports have become a part of vapor trail training. So the obvious ones, football, baseball, basketball, track and field, the, the real obvious ones. But I have had uh, young people come in that were training for football. They're outstanding wrestlers. We, we have the Johnson brothers from uh, Muncie, outstanding wrestlers. The one uh, brother took second in the state this past year. But through the football training that we did, they found out that we were addressing the footwork that was missing for him to become a better wrestler. And so we just implemented the footwork, footwork, footwork. He became a more confident wrestler. He became more confident. I guess, you know, I'm not a wrestling coach. I'm just telling you what was told to me by the parents is that it was a glaring need for him to move his feet faster. And it just so happened working with Vapor Trail, his feet got faster. He, he wrestles in uh, state college. I think it's two times a week. You know, he's doing all this high-end stuff and just progressively his feet got better. And then, again, he went to that silver medal. And now we're understanding as, as a speed training program that we can help wrestlers. So uh, what are some of the different schools that travel to your gym to train? Wow. Yeah, or that's, as far as the location yeah, as yeah, you go? Yeah, it's – first of all, I have, to, I have to admit to you that it amazes me how committed families are kids one and and the parents of these kids are I've had you know obviously people from Bloomsburg come no matter who walks in the door you're as an old jock where my, my parents would say well just go do it go learn it at the park from your friend or whatever there was no vested interest in your development as far as uh, organizational but when I see kids walk in the gym, let's say just from Bloomsburg, they're, they're walking in the gym and their commitment to be there every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock and a parent is paying me money for this and, and we're having success, blows my mind. But then when it really gets crazy is I've had kids come to me from Tamaqua. I have kids come to me from Hazleton. I have kids come to me from Wyoming Valley West in, in Wilkes-Barre. And then the, the funny thing is, is that one person hears about it, then here comes a whole bunch of other ones. I've had kids, a jumper, come to me from Harrisburg on, on the regular, coming up from Harrisburg to train. Now, with our national reach, I've been, you know, we went to the Nike uh, opening meet in California. I'm sorry, the uh, training in California. And I've had people from Texas tell me that we'll just fly up for the weekend and we'll just stay for the weekend and learn some things. Or Florida, I'm blown away. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's new to me, the thought process of a parent to be able to do that. But the arm reach for us is really, really large. 
So, so you're based in Bloomsburg. Yes. But you do have kind of a national footprint. Right. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how Vapor Trail is perceived across the nation rather than just right here in Central PA? Yeah, one, because I'm uh, goofy and a little competitive. But <laughs> it, it, it was uh, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people know who Julian Fleming is, and, and we trained him. And a lot of our national reach um, started with him. I was contacted a little bit earlier than that. And my brother-in-law, Todd Landry, that does a lot of stuff for the NFL, um, really presented to me how small the world is. You know, I thought getting on a plane flying to California was forever until my son went to school there, and then we did did business out there. But with Julian, he went to the uh, Nike opening, and that was in Dallas, Texas. And I remember I was in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin with you know, my, my wife's family and my brother-in-law's there, the one that advises me. And I was telling him, I was all excited that I, hey, listen, we got this kid. He's the number one player in the country. I can't believe, I'm just bragging on the fact that we have this kid, right? And I said, well, you know, he's getting ready to go to this. In the summertime, he's going to the uh, Nike opening in Dallas, Texas. And my brother-in-law goes, you're going, right? I said, well, no, no, I'm not going. He's going. He, he earned the right. He's going. He's like, no, no, Tom, you need to go. And I'm looking at him, and it, and it didn't make any sense to me. So I think he could see the numbers rolling in my head. Okay, I got to buy a plane ticket. I got to get a hotel. I got to do all these things to go watch this thing that I wasn't invited to, my athlete was. So he could see that in my face. So he sits me down at the kitchen table, and he says, listen, how much you pay for advertising? And I was trying to think of something, and the last thing I could think of was being on the radio for a playoff package that probably cost me $900, right? X amount of games, playoffs, you know, you're riding the playoff wave, 900 and some dollars. He says, Tom, okay, here's the deal. You're going to pay 300 for a plane ticket. You're going to pay 100 maybe a day for your hotel room. And he's, he's doing these numbers. You're going to get a rent-a-car and you're going. I'm like, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He says, and this is why you're going down there. He says, you're going down there to be with him and take a selfie, and you're going to put it on social media, and everybody's going to see that you're, you're at this national event. And, and from that point on, so when I did it, I, I felt really goofy about it, spending the money and all that, but when, once I did it and saw the results of what happened when we did it, it was, it was really crazy. It puts you in a whole different ballpark. So that was just one of the, one of the uh, things that we did nationally. But then we, then we got partnered up with uh, Mamba Sports Academy, which is in Thousand Oaks, California, which is Kobe Bryant's gym. And since he passed, they, they went back to the name Sports Academy. They dropped the Mamba part of it. I go out there, my, my brother-in-law introduced me some initial phone numbers, so I just make phone calls. Next thing you know, long story short, I'm going. So my son was going to visit a college, so we just tied everything in together. We go out for this visit, and, and the way California works is way different. You probably know Tim. It's way different than the East Coast works as far as if, hey, we'll see you at 9 o'clock. And it's one, and you're seeing somebody, or or 
it's nine o'clock and you're double checking, hey, are we still good for nine o'clock? And you don't hear from them or you'll get like no word of a lie. You'll get a text message back that says rad. <laughs> I mean, it, it's yeah. just funny. Nick would do really well out there. Yeah. With his, oh, yeah. His timing. <laughs> yeah, his timing. So, but, but when we went out there, you know, this is places where individually like LeBron James will work out all, all the Lakers, there's people that come from around the country to beat it at this place. It's state-of-the-art, a great place, and, and we developed a partnership with them. Partnership was we were going to help you get East Coast athletes out here. We're helping them brand, and they're helping us brand. Then that ended up being really good, and that was very beneficial for some people from, from the area. We'll know the name Danny Shock, quarterback from Sealings Grove ended up transferring to a school in Georgia, the number one uh, 7A conference in the country. He's killing it, doing a lot of good things. But because of our relationship, we helped him out. Now I just got off the phone last night. I'm sorry, as far as messaging, I don't want to say that I was talking, but Jordan Palmer, quarterback guru, and uh, a, a lot of things have happened. So we have our finger on Southern California, Florida, in the Jacksonville area, um, Texas, there's some others, New York State, but we're we're really branching out, and it, it's not something, Tim, that's designed or, hey, I just want to be this gigantic uh, sport, speed training guy. It really happened naturally, and then when we found out how well it worked for us, that it, it was something that my competitive brain said, let's let's just go for it. So it sounds like Aside from just training in the gym, you also are using your network and you're building your network and you're actually using that to help your athletes. Yeah, yeah. And almost, that's it's almost like a like a college has a job placement program. Yes. But you're doing that as a trainer. Yes. And okay. I get phone calls from recruiters from a lot of schools trying to get trying to get ahead of something or they want you to talk to some people that maybe they are interested in or find out what's going on with people you know, off the top of my head, Penn State, Wisconsin, West Virginia, USC, people that are either in, in it or in their periphery to find out what's going on. And, they're, you know, these universities are going to use every avenue they can to get to somebody to find out what's going on. I try to do my best to stay out of that and refer them directly to the people because you're really – asking for trouble I feel you're getting a little down the rabbit hole with those types of things a lot of times information that's shared with me I just keep it to myself but yeah I'm I'm a liaison oftentimes to uh, kids and programs now when we we're proud of our network because I can do some things that are really unique for our athletes so I have a high school kid that says hey I want to get noticed more nationally and I'm not hearing from this or I'm not hearing from that. I can, I can message a guy, uh, Steve Wiltfong, national writer for 24 seven sports where I can just ask him some things or ask him some guidance. I, I never directly say, Hey, can you give this kid a star? Can you do, I don't do that. I just say, Hey, can you take a look? How does this video look? What are you thinking about that? Sorry to bother if you're busy. And he's really good about getting back to me. That's the uniqueness of, I think, our program is that we we have a network. It, listen, Tim, my, my goal is not to be the best speed trainer in this area. 
my goal is to be the best one in the country. So, <laughs> you know, I, I know that might sound gauche or whatever. There's different things that make you the greatest. It's not always, well, your kid runs a 4140 or anything like that. It's that maybe your my niche is that I'm taking an East Coast kid and I'm exposing him to the world when you come from a town of 10,000 people. So just so we're, uh, so we're clear, this is all something that you just automatically assume for your athletes. This isn't something where parents have to pay for you to send a text message Correct. or anything. This is all you just do it because you really believe in the athletes that you work with. Yes, okay. it, and it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. There's ways that you can uh, uh, collect revenue for what I do. The people that collect revenue by contacting, recruiting, and all that kind of stuff, that really has a whole different stigma attached to it that I really don't – I'm not comfortable being attached to that. So, yeah, I, I feel as though my resource is very, very valuable to whomever would want to use it. So a recruiting – program or something like that that somebody would pay for they're oftentimes doing stuff that a kid and a family can do already on their own key examples so in the gym you'll hear a lot like I want to be you know I want to go to Penn State or I want to do this or I want to do that so we're going to tell the athlete okay well and the parent if that's what you want to do let's give a number 12 years old hey here's what you need to start doing you know, make sure you're doing good in school. Make sure you're doing good in training. Go to the Penn State camp. If you go to the Penn State camp, now a lot of people think that, hey, I'm going to go to Penn State camp, and I'm just a number. I'm going to get lost in it. Penn State's camp's awesome. James Franklin's coming around talking to parents, giving parents advice. He's not in this, you know, hallowed ground where you can't talk. to. He's right there, and he has certain rules, but – you can talk to this man about a whole lot of stuff. What do I need to do? What What do you think about this? What do you think about an early commitment? What do you think about? So they Penn State does a really nice job of being available for people. So a lot of people that come in the gym don't even know that. So now let's say the camp's $70, $80, a four-hour camp, and now your kid has the, you know, the idea in their head that they can play for Penn State. Well, that's that's everlasting. That's that's not going anywhere. So I'm no, I'm not going to charge for that. But it it also it comes back twofold. So now the kids that Vapor Trail has at Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, you know, all those schools. When I ask these kids, hey, listen, I got this ten year old that thinks you're the greatest thing that's ever been seen. Could you friend him on Twitter? Yeah, coach. Yeah, no problem. I know you're busy, my man, but could you? Yeah, no problem. And I'm standing there next to the parent, and this kid gets a ding on his phone, and it's some top athlete that says, hey, how you doing today? Listen, that's invaluable. The parents are like, oh, my goodness. The kid's like, oh, my goodness. And I'm feeling good because a Vapor Trail kid takes that time to give back to us. Are you able to talk about the birthday story? The birthday birthday party the one Julian. That, the Julian birthday party story yeah <laughs> well okay yeah the, sto the story with that listen all my kids it's just the culture that we have at Vapor Trail that all my kids love to give back it, it, I don't know you don't have to ask much and they'll just give back so 
one of the things that happened was is this young man was having a uh, birthday coming up, and he's big Ohio State fan, and so are so are his parents. They got this young man a one of these game a video game, the old style Pac Man game in the garage like type a big of thing. stand up kind of the arcade? big stand up one. Well, the the rap on the on the uh, game was all Ohio State paraphernalia, you know, and stuff like that. So one of the things was Julian's picture on there. So somebody approached me and asked me, hey, uh, you think you could get him to sign this? So well, I don't know. I'll, I'll ask. I don't know. But uh, we, we can see. And then, then the wheel started turning. And I said, listen, maybe we can get this guy to come to his, his uh, house. That'd be pretty cool, right? He says, yeah, yeah. So I, I say something to Julian. And I, I'm, I'm really cognizant of the fact that this young man is so busy and asks so much. And, you know, I, I'm very apologetic if I ask for something, but I did. And I said, you mind considering going to this kid's house for, for, for his birthday? No, no, I'll do it, coach. I'm like, okay, well, so we, we coordinate it, and he meets me at the gym. We get in the car, we roll up. And what happens is we, we ring the doorbell, and you can hear mom yelling, no, you get the door. You get the, obviously, they wanted the, the young man to answer the door. And he answers the door, and there's Julian Fleming standing there. Well, I, I don't, it, if I was that age and a high school football player was standing in front of my door, just anybody that played, I'd be utterly amazed. But there's Julian Fleming standing there. We go in, and, you know, he can hardly talk. Kid's name's Chaos from uh, Central Columbia. He could barely talk for a while, then uh, Julian. It, it's not like we just go and leave. We're in there, and we're hanging out, and Julian's answering all these Ohio State questions and all this and that, and signs the game. And, again, then there, his KS's friend was there, LJ, and, you know, they're all, and then their sisters were there. It was a whole thing, right? But uh, it was really neat. Well, while we're doing this, Coach Day, the head coach at Ohio State, calls Julian, and Julian puts him on uh, FaceTime, and then he's talking to Chaos, and so now the kid's talking to the Ohio State head coach about, you know, happy birthday this and what's going on that and the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of instances that kids do, you know, and we're, we're using that story, but I can tell you Stone Holland Ball has signed a whole lot of stuff for a whole lot of kids Preston Zachman has signed a whole lot of stuff for a whole lot of kids. Cal Holiday has signed a whole lot of stuff for a whole lot of kids. And, and you just go down. Gage Garcia has been nothing but great to our kids about following them. Blake Zaylor at Penn State. Yeah, we were, just, we were just at a Penn State game, and one of my young Vapor Trail kids saw me. Hey, Coach Hughes at the Penn State game. So the game's over. So now the players come out. So I saw, uh, I had to go. So I saw Blake Zaylor's mom standing there. And then this kid and his family were standing there. I'm like, to his mom, hey, could you mind introducing Blake to these guys? They're like, don't, like, I could barely get it out of my mouth. She's like, don't worry about it. It's all taken care of. Here comes Blake Zaylor, Dylan Farinato, and the kicker, uh, Stout, Jordan Stout. And next thing you know, you see it all posted all over the place that they spent time with them. And, and listen, that to me is is 
one of the greatest things about Vapor Trail is that we can we have the ability to be able to do that. I love that you're not just a gym where you go, you pay some money, you throw some weights around, and then you walk out until the next week. Yeah. Like, I really like the culture that you're building with yeah. your athletes. Seems like you're, you're training athletes to be great on the field and off the field. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's a sincere thing. It, it was really pressed in my head when I was growing up. People do or don't want it, but it's just the truth. Growing up, a young African-American male in Bloomsburg, at the time I grew up, you had two decisions, get mad or get after it. So... You know, there there was a lot of people that stopped their day to look out for me. Didn't have to. A lot of athletes that stopped their day to look out for me, to make sure I was okay. I don't know if that was their intent, but they made me feel okay. And I never wanted to lose that that culture of, of trying to make people feel okay. Because you're done playing sports when you're 24. If you're lucky, you're done. 24, done. So you better be a half-decent person going up through. I was the first state champion in the history of our school, and any sport has not paid my mortgage one bit, right? So so there's – but people will say to me at class reunions, the, the, the I'm not in the in-crowd person will come up to me at a class reunion and say, hey, man, you were really cool to me. Yeah, I wasn't really socially acceptable. Really, neither was I. So I knew both – I knew how it felt to get invited to the party. Then I knew how it was to be at the party and not feel invited at the party. So I know, I know, and we just were not, I'm just not going to have that in my gym. It just naturally just comes from me. Don't make me this great person. It's just, it's, we're very cognizant because there's a big stereotype with jocks to begin with. So. So are you able to disclose any industry secrets? Any, anything that uh, sets your gym apart from other gyms? Any you know, yeah. tips that would make well, me run up and down this hallway you, faster. Yeah, I mean, Not listen. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone coachable? Because we could, we could set you up for that, Tom. There's, I think, I know there are things that separate us from others. Now, when you start to get into this area, people think you're being arrogant or you're just, uh, me personally, I don't care. I'm sorry. This is just what we do. We don't talk about what others don't do. We normally just talk about what we do. And we're really, really, really confident in what we do. So um, first thing is, is that I've stood in the arena that other kids are trying to get to. I've stood there. I've, I've stood on the runway at the state championships, 7,000, 8,000 people in the stands trying to figure it out as a 17-year-old with, you know, little coaching behind it. So I had to figure it out. So I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to lose at that level. I know what it feels like to win at that level. I also have been exposed to great coaches. So we're talking about a coaching span for me personally, 30 plus years, right? So there's things that you have witnessed coming through that other people haven't, right? Industry secrets are that we teach, we are able to teach kids how to relax in a stressful environment. We are able to take any mindset kid and make it okay for them. So the, the transition now, Tim, is from, in my, in my situation was, why are we doing this, coach? Because I told you so, and you kept it moving. 
That's not today. Now today, you better give them the answer to what they're doing. So we break down. My kids know every reason why they're doing every drill. So does the parent if they're sitting there. Because what happens is when you leave the gym, if you, anybody has a kid, the, the, the kid's not listening to you. They're listening to the other person, right? So I'm giving the parents information, telling the kid, listen, now your mom knows what the heck she's talking about. So if you blow her off, you're blowing me off, and I better not hear about it. Dude, you know, they're just trying to help you. So the secret is, is we use a, I use a lot of scenarios to put the athlete at ease. I let them know that they're smart, the smartest one in the room. We don't, we don't guess or hope that we're doing it. We know we're doing it because we quiz them on it. And then I coach failure. So I'll let the kid compete, do things wrong, and then fix it. And then I will ask them if that felt better. So here's, here's a scenario. If I go in the gym and I say to the kid, hey, do these cones, and they do them, 10 of them, they do them all wrong. If I ask that kid how it felt, great, coach. That's that, Yeah, I've, I felt good. I've, because a kid wants to please me. An athlete wants to please the coach. So you have to have them do it wrong, fix it. Then I'll say, oh, okay, now how does it feel? They're, oh, ooh. They're, so we go through this whole scenario. We just did it last night. And then at the end of the, end of the session, I line them up to sprint, and then I tell them to run like they ran before they met me. A lot of times they'll just freeze and stand there. They can't do it. So they can't run like they used to run. Then I force them to do it. Then they come back, and then I say, hey, how'd that feel? Well, I felt slow. I felt goofy. I felt, And then I'm like, well, you felt like that as an athlete the whole time, just not knowing it. You're driving, you're driving a Ford when everybody else is driving a, a Ferrari. You just didn't know you were driving a Ford. The last thing we do, Tim, is we teach them exactly what speed is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that one. That's the one I'm gonna keep to myself. But okay. we, I've had kids that have gone to other speed trainers. Kids, straight A student. Kids, a top athlete, paying top dollar for their sessions. I'm telling you, this kid's on point. If he's not on point, he's gonna get himself on point. Self motivated and everything. Sits in front of me for the first time. He was. 17, 18, first thing I ask him is, what speed? Him and his dad sitting there. He just sits there looking at me, looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. I'm like, Dad, listen, if I asked him what's a car, he'd, he'd tell me what it is. Well, it's got wheels and engine and a da-da-da. What speed? I said, you've been paying three years for this, and you're, you've been paying three years for driver's lessons. Your kid doesn't know what a car is. And that happens over and over and over and over because you can teach drills. All you got to do is click, click YouTube, your speed trainer. That's it. But if you ain't, if you ain't doing things where you're fixing problems, having goals, having ideas, you're, you're not going to have success. You're going to have, you're going to collect money and you're going to have kids running around in the gym, but you're not going to have the ultimate success. So we hang our hat on 40 state champions. You know, uh, I forget the numbers now, you know, 
how many All-Americans we got, 173 state medal winners. We hang our hat on that because that's, that's the result. Heck, I'm sitting with you right now. Just this morning, I just watched my kid win districts in cross country, her first year training with me. And, oh, by the way, her teammate came with her too. Boy, just qualified for states and took fourth. <laughs> so, so, you know, so, and, and last year, neither of them made it to states. So, is that us? Maybe. But the funny thing is the component was more mental prep than it was physical prep for this to happen. So, so uh, how can people get a hold of you? Where can people find you online, and how can they get a hold of you if they want to learn more about any of your training? I, I don't come out of the house. It's the dark. You have to secret codes and stuff. <laughs> I am at, uh, I'm in Bloomsburg, 917 East 7th Street, Bloomsburg. Um, it's just straight across from the Dunkin' Donuts on Route 11. Uh, and my phone number is 570-854-9218. My uh, email address is V, as in Victor, trail247 at gmail.com. And you're on all the social media platforms as well. I am Instagram, Face, thanks to you. Instagram, Facebook, stuff, you know. The internet stuff, the social yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and online, VaporTrail247.net. Yes, yep, yep. Yep, you're all over the web. Oh, well, that's that's good because that's that's all you, not me. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have a reason to do it if you weren't doing what you did. <laughs> you're, kind just, of, you're kind of a big part of that equation. You just take my, my ignorance and just make me look good. No, no, you, you're, uh, your athletes make everything look good. I just make more people see it. Oh, there you go. All right, well, we'll just go back and forth, right? <laughs> yeah. That's and funny. I, I'm going to stop because you can definitely outrun me if it turns uh, into, if it turns no, into I don't know about, <laughs> no, no, that, that day's passed. Trust me, I'm two steps in a hamstring pull. <laughs> that, that's gone. Gone, gone, gone. Anybody else have any questions, comments? Are you gonna run down the hallway, Tim? Or I am not gonna run anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to, don't want to risk it. I don't know if you remember last year at this time when you were over here hanging out. I had that really bad nerve in my oh, leg issue. Oh yeah, you yeah. Show me the stretches to do. So yeah, that was uh, our one year anniversary of all yeah. stretched up and ready to run, man. I'm yeah. not ready to run. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You got to surround yourself with people that are. I I live by that. That are smarter than me, and I'm not not embarrassed to say it my my son you guys all know sitting here as an artist he used to tell me from a young age dad if you hire an artist you don't tell them what to do you just take what they give you because that's why you hired them and I that rings so true in my business that you know even when I met you when I came to couple code it was let go do your thing just let me know why it's good for me now we're, we're listen we're not going blindly or anything like that but you know that um when you guys did work for me, I mean, our business grew exponentially, exponentially tough word to say, but, uh, and, and it's funny because like-minded people seem to hang out and you, you don't, you guys here don't just do business. You teach, you make us understand why it's relevant, what's going on, even when I don't even know, or sometimes don't even care. You're letting me know that you know, here's the plan, here's the way, here's the trajectory, here's some things. If I just mention something to you guys, 
I can just see the light bulb go off and like, hey, I'm going to California and boom, you know, all of a sudden we're we're gonna start we're, blasting. We're, yeah, we're, we're doing certain things and people in Laguna Beach are waiting for us to come out there because you you are way ahead of it. And we did that what in Florida too? We did that in Florida. We yeah. did that in California for a couple of things. Um, one was your trip out, and the other one was that cross country trainer that you had out there. Yeah. So we did yeah. one on that. Um, we've ran ads across key football games when some of your oh, athletes were at right. certain places, even high school games. Yeah. Um, when Southern was at, uh, when was Southern at States, and we ran that Snapchat filter yes, across it. Yes. Well, remember we did the Snapchat filter to it that track meet. I was the man. Oh yeah, that was the first one. I we was ever the did man, and I didn't even know why. I was like, <laughs> kids are running up to me, dude. You have your own filter. I'm like, uh, yeah. What's the <laughs> yep. I, I uh, that track me. Kids were just running up to. I wasn't a coach then, and they're like, take a selfie with me, and then they throw our filter on it. It's fun. I still see kids' pictures on social media with that filter. And see that all you're letting them do the advertising for you. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Just when you're old, you don't think that stuff is important. Who cares about a filter when you're a million years old like me, and then a l- kids, l- the world's, r- uh, the sun rises and set on a filter. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Crazy. <laughs> I remember that. That was, yeah. a, that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for talking yeah. with us. Thanks a lot. Cool. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming in.